My name is um, Florence Masichukumukoribo. I shorten my middle name to M. So making Florence M. Mokor. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewanfo. And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. So I am an undergraduate of the University of Benin here um, in Nigeria. Um, I study educational management and administration. And also I studied um, English and political science at um, NC level. And currently I am um, an executive virtual assistant and I'm also a teens coach, an emotional intelligence advocate, and also I am an entrepreneur. So I love um, helping people to be better version of themselves. So when you talk about personal development, <laughs> that is where I come in. Because I believe that everybody has, um, um, everybody deserves the chance to be better, irrespective of your background or, you know, you know there's some persons that really, they don't have the opportunity that most people have. So those ones are my target, those people that can, you know, you can help them see better vision of themselves. You can help them see that they are talented, they are gifted, that they can do a whole lot of what they have. So they are the kind of people I reach out to, you know, to you know, teach them on personal development and, you know, helping them to become um, better vision of themselves. That's very interesting now, becoming a better version of ourselves. All right. Um, Florence, help me understand one thing. Where were you born? Were you born in Lagos or Benin? Because I understand now you went to university in Benin. So help us understand a bit of that. Okay, actually, I'm from Anambra State, um, an eastern part of Nigeria. Um, I'm from there. I was born there, actually. So a um, few years after that, my family relocated to Lagos. So virtually um, all my schooling, my primary, secondary school was um, in Benin. Sorry, in Lagos, where I was born. And a little bit about that, um, after that, rather, I went to um, Oyo State. It's also here in Nigeria. That was where I did my um, NC program, where I studied English and political science. And while I was rounding up there in my final year, I, I wrote, um, there's an exam we, we, we write here in Nigeria. It's called um, JAM, so I have to write it. And that was when I got um, admission in Benin City, sorry, University of Benin, Benin City, Edo State, to study English, um, to study educational management and um, educational management and administration, rather. All right, that's cool. And what were you supposed to do with that after you finished your studies? What, what what was your prospect? Why did you choose to do that? Okay, like I said earlier, I love teaching. Actually, not I don't know, not classroom teaching though, but. I love impacting knowledge. I love helping people see the light. I love helping them understand that beyond what they're seeing now, beyond who they are now, there is a, a possibility for them to be much more. So I love education and I love management, putting things in order, administration and all that. So why, um, after um, my NC, when I wanted to write jam, I, I was like, I, I think I have to go in this line of education too because I believe, um, based on my purpose in life, I, I, I need it. I need it. Okay, so I went for it. 
when I was going for it, it's not I don't have in mind that okay, once I'm done with school, I'm going to go into um, ed, um teaching, you know, especially classroom teaching and all that. So I was thinking probably um, lecturing or just using the um, certificate to pursue my purpose. Why I personally I love business. I love anything business. So I was actually seeing myself in business line, not in education. I know. Um, my mom and everybody were like, why didn't you go for business administration? You are good with you know, calculation and all that. I said, it's not about calculation. I don't want something that when I'm done with, it will not have anything to, you know, it won't tally with my purpose or where I'm going to. Okay, so I was like, I know beyond business, that I, 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 um, something that I would do for years, even almost to the end of my life, it's educating people, impacting people, teaching people, helping them to see. So I believe... That was one of the things that pushed me into going into education. Yeah, because you say you are from uh, Anambra. Uh, you are from Anambra, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Do you want to uh, make people jealous about Anambra State? Have you been there? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us something about Anambra State. Okay. Anambra State is a very uh, great place to be. You know, they said the Igbos, right? Um, that you know they are good with business, they love making money and all that, and especially Anambra um, people. So when you go to eastern part of Nigeria, Anambra is just like the number one. We're talking about money, talking about business ideas, creativity. Anambra State, it's number one, and we have great food. We have um, lovely food. You know, when you come to Anambra, you eat okwa, that is bread fruit. You eat um, ofonugu, that is bitter leaf soup. You eat on her soup. There's a whole lot. And there's um, during um, Christmas, like my family, every year we go home for Christmas. So it's a, a family tradition my mom <laughs> has to force everybody to do. So every Christmas you have to go home for you know Christmas to see family, to spend time with them and all that. So there's a festival. We like to do the festival or we like called entertainment. They normally do in the eastern part. It's called a masquerade um, festival or something. We masquerade have to come out chase people, make them do that. Though I'm always scared of them due to their covering and everything. It looks like darkness to me. So I really don't go out. But I see a whole lot of people, they go out there. They, you know, one of my aunts specifically said that that is even one of the reasons she normally come home for Christmas because of the masquerade. So, um, and apart from that, Nanambra um, people, they are industrious and they, they have this um, brotherhood or sisterhood heart. Like, you, you for example, if you go to major markets in Nigeria, most Anambra persons are there and probably won't get something from them and they don't have. They will tell you, don't worry, let me get from my second shop. It's not that second shop. They're actually trying to get something from their brother's shop to sell to you. So um, I think that's one of the things I love about them. Yeah. All right. That's good. That's interesting. I was already getting a little bit hung, uh, hungry. So but anyway, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I like when you were saying before that you like education, but you also like business. So we are bridging the two together now. Business of education, the education of business. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me about the business side of you, because we are going to be uh, talking more about coaching just now, what you're doing in coaching. But I want to, I want to understand, also because I can see now that this is something that is is have is beyond just you, you know, because you say from Anambra State there are a lot of businesses there, people are known for businesses there and all that. And that is very interesting. 
So uh, give me a little background of you, uh, the, your, the business side of you. Yeah, let's hear that. Okay. Um, thank you for that question. Talking about business, I've loved business all my life. Okay, let me go back to memory lane. Um, I had a friend then while we were growing up. Um, you know, she 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 uh, no, no, um, she often tell me that let's go and look for a way to you know get money. Is everything we need? We're going to ask for our parents and all that. Let's go and I was asking how we supposed to do that. Like this place is so much. Like she have an idea. Let's go and help people do some work. Let's help some people. Let's gather some things and sell. You know, when you are in the east, um, there are some times probably around Easter period, mango. You know, we always have this ripe mango and everything. So we will go, we pick them, all these fruits, we'll pick them, we'll go to market, we'll sell them. Then we have these palm fruits and all that, we'll pick them too. We'll go to market, we'll sell them. So most times we'll make like few change and all that. We'll be so excited, not because the money is too much, but because we did it ourselves. Like who could, who, who would believe that? We did it ourselves. We are so, we are so proud of ourselves. We are so happy. So Apart from that, I went growing up, um, things was a little bit rough for my family. So I had to help my mom to, you know, make sales. So once I'm done from school, uh, once I'm back um, from school, rather, I take some things out. I help my mom to sell. I make more money. I, I, I discovered that with time, like whenever I'm in school and I hear the bell ringing for clothes, I get so excited because I'm going to go out there to make some sales, make some money. <laughs> I bring back something to the family where they're going to eat and, you know, the joy on their faces whenever they're eating and, you you know, that feeling of, wow, that was because I went to sell. It's so priceless, you know. So I was really like, I love it. Anything that makes people happy. And I know that whenever I do this, people get happy. People have, it, it, it gives people hope. I'm really excited to do it. So, that was one of the things that built me up. Um, my mom will always say that whenever she has something to sell and all that, she don't need to call anybody. She don't need to go far. Let, let, just assign it to me. I will help you with that. No problem. Just assign it to me. I will help you do that. So aside from that, when I got into school, um, like I said earlier, things were really rough for my family. And the month allowance my mom was giving me wasn't enough. And, you know, as a girl, we have a lot of things to buy and, Aside from school stuff, still need to buy. So it wasn't really enough for me. So, okay, I was like, okay, I went uh, while in school, I made Zobo. I was selling Zobo. So though some, some of my friends, you know, when I came earlier, they were like, why would you do that? Like, you're bringing yourself low and all that. I told her, you don't understand. Like, there is, you know, in a, a pigeon something, Nigerian pigeon, say, if one guy never beat you before, you know, guess him. So if, <laughs> if you have been hungry before, you will know that there's time to throw fine girl away and do what ought to be done. Except um, if you don't do that, you end up doing what you're not supposed to do. So I um, I have to involve myself with it. When I saw that the Zobo stuff, I wasn't, it was stressing me and I wasn't getting enough money as um, I wanted. So one day I called my aunt, I was like, complaining to her about the situation, asking her for money. She said something. She said that she really don't have money to give to me, but she have an idea she can give to me. So I was like, wow, I'm open to it. So she said where she was. She makes soap. Um, detail, um, she had makes this um, dish um, and all that. Or some toiletry stuff. So I was like, she should tell me how to do it. 
She, I brought paper. She was just naming it, and I was writing. I don't know what they mean, you know. I'm not a science student. All my life, I've been a student. So she was naming it. I was writing it. I was like, I'll go there. I'll give them the list. They will just bring it. After writing the list, she told me how to prepare them and all that. So I got excited. I I was I raised about two thousand naira and all that. So I went to this place. I got them and I started making them. I'll take it to school and tell them, both the um, students and the lecturers and all that, I'll market it to them. Funny enough, they were buying the air freshener. Um, so why some of them, if I know they won't buy straightforward, so I'll give them some as a gift. So next time they'll be like, ah, oh, that air freshener you gave me, I love it. Can you have another? Yeah, yeah. So I do that and I, I sell bleach. You know, student area, they need to wash their clothes, they need to wash their white, they need to do that. So I... I market it to them, tell them how effective it was and all that. So they were buying. And while I was making that sale, I was able to raise some money and I went into jewelry selling. So I started selling jewelries in while in school. You know, in the western part of Nigeria, they love um, all this beauty, adornments and everything. So I saw that it was a good market and um, distance. So I started selling jewelries there in, in your state and it was really booming. Uh, to the point that there was a time I paid my school fees myself. I didn't ask my mom. I have to pay the school fees myself because it was really, like, I was really getting some money from this. So from that, moving on to here in Benin, I was selling jewelry. I added perfume to it so that students will always need these things every day. So I added perfume to it, and that is it. I'm still going now. Usually we hear a lot of people talking about coaching, but not a lot about team coaching. So tell me more about that. Okay, one thing about coaching people is you need to have the heart. If you are there for the money, you get frustrated. Like, you get so frustrated because most people are, like, they they won't learn except you are, you are, that heart is there. Okay, taking for example, when I started my coaching, um, coaching teenagers in 2020, that was during COVID-19. Back then in Lagos, I had this boarding, like, I was seeing these young people doing a whole lot of things they're not supposed to do. There, there was no one to direct them. Their parents don't even have their time because they need to go out, make money, come back to pay the bills and all that. So they were just come back from school. They were just everywhere and doing everything. And, you know, I, you know, I calculated, if these students should follow this route, at the end of the day, they might turn out to be something else. So I had this boarding in my heart. And one day I called most of them in my company, I told them that we are going to start um, coaching. They don't even know what it meant. <laughs> so me, I didn't even know what I'm going to teach them there. But I just needed to bring them together and tell them that this way that you are going is not the right way. So that was what I had in mind <laughs> to do as of then. But I called them. I discovered that why I was at it. It's as if I was, I don't know, there was this thing in my heart that I just, it's like a burden. You must see these people um be better, you must, you know, I was putting in all the effort to the point that I told them that we are going to be having this class every day. So throughout this COVID, throughout um, COVID-19 period, I was with them, I was taking them, I take them on um, um, vision board, how to set up the vision board and work towards it. I um, I took them on um, emotional intelligence, financial intelligence, you know, a whole lot of, a whole lot of personal development topics. To the point there was one of the girls um, she was staying with one of I, I also took them on public speaking. So there's one of the girls that she was staying with someone. And, you know, definitely when someone is not your child and you, if you don't have the spirit of God in you, 
you might end up treating the person as nobody. So the girl was really going through a lot emotionally and all that. She was really going through a lot. So I, I had to call her close to her. You know, while I was talking to her, I was telling her to take this class serious because I don't know how long I'm going to do this, but take this class serious. I told her I saw the I, I was just telling her about the future. She's going to be great. She's going to be this. She's going to be that. So I was really excited because nobody have ever told her that before. So I was really excited. Then she told me that she would do all she would do in order to attain this future that I was talking about. So from there, she really took the class serious. She was the first person to finish that vision board, brought it to me upstairs where I was in my room. I was, I was so excited. She was the first person to, to take the... Um, um, she took actions on financial intelligence, I taught them. She saved up her... Um, um, what's it called? Um, this daily money they give them to school. Um, um, what's it called? Um, like kind of allowances. Yes, exactly. The daily allowance for food and all that in school. So she had to save it up, and you know, she was she started a little, this biscuit sweet something business in the compound that everybody was always patronizing, even parents. I was like, serious. When I got back from school, the last um. I think last day when I went home, she was sharing the story with me. I was like, you did all this? I was like, yes, she did it. And funny enough, I discovered that when I went back to school, she continued. She continued what I was doing in the compound. You know, she brought, she would bring little children together. She would start teaching them. I was so excited. I, I never asked her to do that, you know. So, but because, it's, you know, when you, if you're doing it for money, eh, there's some things... I don't know, there's, there, there, there's some level of results you can achieve. But if you're doing it with a burden, if you're doing it with, okay, this is my heart desire, I want these people to be better, I want these people to be someone in the future, you pour all of you into it, you pour all of your heart into it, you help them, You even if it's missed for you to use your money to support them, to sponsor them, you will do that. And apart from that, after taking them on these personal development classes, I teach them God's word. I teach them the word of God. I tell them that no matter what you know in life, if God is not part of the equation, you, you get frustrated. Sometimes I'll be upstairs in my room. I'll hear the girl because they stay downstairs. I'll hear her praying, like praying, praying. I was like, serious? So it was like the girl's life was, it was so transforming and all that. And one thing again I do for them regarding public speaking is I, I, I take my phone. I'll tell them that I need to, that I want to video them. I'll tell them I want to video them that I'm going to put it online. They will get so excited. So they will try as much as possible. They will rehearse. You know, most of them, I, that was when I discovered that most of them had this um, stage fright. Stage fright, they couldn't talk in public. They couldn't do this thing. So I, I was, it helped them. It helped them work on those um, stuff. And I believe before I left for um, a home, they were, let me say 30% better than they were before. So apart from, um, aside that, when I went back to school, because um, during that period, I was concluding my NC program in New York State. So I went back there. I, 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 I have to call one of my friends. I asked her to follow me. We go to different schools. We take time to teach them these things about personal development. Because most of these people, they don't, they've not heard this thing before. All, they are, all they've heard all their life is math, pass your math, pass your English, pass your biology, that you write and um, pass your jam, get into university. And most of them, when they get into university, they get frustrated. They start joining bad gangs. They, you know, this uh, low self-esteem, a whole lot of things, you know. 
But if they know these things while in secondary school, it will not be a struggle. No one can deceive them. Nobody can tell them otherwise. It will help them to pursue a better career or choose a better career while going into university. So that is it. Now, uh, tell me more about who is your audience? I mean, who do you target more uh, in your coaching business? Tell me about that. Okay, I it's actually children and teenagers. Like before, I I, I was like, okay, I just face teenagers and teens and all that. I discovered that most of the teenagers, I think I said I will focus on. Most of them are broken already. Most of them have you know have this pain that nothing and all that. You know, meet a teenager of fifteen years and it's as if you have to remove her and all that. But I believe that when you start from childhood and start teaching them all these things, what they need to know from that early stage of maybe seven, eight, and all that, before they get to the age, before they get to age 15, they won't be confused. They would have gained a, a, a level of clarity. They would have gotten a level of value that they, they will adhere to, you know. But if you start teaching a child of 15 years how to do this, how to do that, it will take them some years, not um, like about three years to, you know, make, make it part of them. But it's one thing to know something and it's another thing to make it part of you. So these are my, um, my audience. So maybe, for example, you are trying to understand why and maybe some of them might not, um, might not be doing this thing that you are tell, teaching them to do. Okay, yeah, most of them, because they were not taught. And not just um, they were not taught, they didn't have the opportunity. Like I said earlier, some parents are after making ends meet for the family to pay bills and all that. So most of them, what they know is from school to home, from home to church. And funny enough, most of they don't teach most of these things in church. Neither do they teach it in school. No teacher will leave the subject, leave English language they are supposed to teach you and start teaching you about personal development. It's only a few of them that will touch it. Do this, not allow anyone to deceive, you know, that. And if you attend government school, they will, they will even say it in a mockery way. If you allow someone to touch you, you get pregnant, and that's the end of your life, you know? They're not really, like, doing it from the standpoint of, I want you to get better. I believe God has more purpose for you. They're not doing it from that standpoint. They're doing it, now you sabio, if you get belly. <laughs> you know, all these uh, government teachers, and they're, they're, I don't know. So most of them, is because they were not taught. I remember when I was in my youth church, um, one of our youth pastor then, she came up and she said that she got born again when she was in secondary school. And that was because someone walked up to her and told her that Jesus loves her. And she started crying that she never, nobody have ever told her that, that they love her. I was like, serious? It sounds funny. She said that all her life, that all her parents know is, you know, fighting, quarreling and all that. They were very busy people. That is the first time that someone is telling her that someone loves her. Like, she was really saying it with emotion. I was confused. Like, are you being serious here? So that was that was that was when she got born again. I was not thinking. Imagine if it's a young boy that walked up to her and tell her that I love her. I love you. I will give you the whole world. And I don't know where the rest of us are going to stay, but I'll give you. The <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the whole world and all that. That means she would have believed that guy, and I don't know what would have been the end of her. But thank God that it was Jesus that told her that. He loved her at that stage. So there's so many things that you, there's so many things you won't believe. Like there's so many stories that I remember again in my church. Um, she normally followed me online and posting and all that. Then she came to my DM. When I see her in church, most of the time I, I envy her. Like I was like, wow, this girl is from a wealthy home. 
her dress, her everything. One day she came to my DM, you know, most times I put some things on my WhatsApp status. Well, one day she replied to me, she was like, she's, she, she's, a, she's jealous of me. <laughs> I said my mind, I was like, how will you even say that? She was like, I talk about my family, I talk about how things are going and all that. That she can't say the same, that her family hates her. I said, why will you say your family hates you? And she started giving me different scenarios and all that. Could you believe one week after we had that conversation, the girl disappeared. Like, she was nowhere to be found. They were asking what happened? I don't... <laughs> They were asking in church, what happened? Where is she? Where is it? I was like, because the last the day she, she shared me up, we were having that conversation. She said, as, as she's sending me this text right now, she's in the toilet. She locked herself up. Because she's chubby and all that. I think maybe if she do something, her family will tell her, you are too fat. You know, all these most Nigerian parents, they don't know the effects of their words and everything. So I told her to come out from the toilet. She come out. Well, what are you doing there? She said she wants to commit. I said, don't commit suicide. If you die now, eh, we'll come and sing. Um, um, we'll sing this song for you. We'll, we'll talk about how good you are. We'll eat rest. We'll drink mineral. And after three months or every one month, we'll still forget you. So don't go and die. You. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. You know, I was able to calm her down and all that. So I was like, I told her when I come back to Lagos, we are going to talk about these things and all that. One week later, I heard that she's nowhere to be found again. And they were looking for her. So most of these people, they they imagine that kind of person when she was younger. If someone taught her about value system, about you know fighting against low self-esteem, about building herself, and because, ab, 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 telling her about purpose, telling her about how God loves her, telling her that she don't need not that literally she don't need anybody's support to be who she she will be in life. She needs she certainly needed, but most times you don't need everybody's um, opinion. Most times you don't need it. So if she was, you know, she was built up in that area when she was much younger, I believe she can't just wake up and leave home. A whole lot of young people are going through a lot. If you come to my school, where um, I, I see a whole lot, I, I, there's this young girl in my, in my department and all that, you know, I, I, I'm, by temperament, I'm a sanguine choleric. So I always love laughing and making people happy. Whenever I enter the class, you know, I try to make everywhere lively, you know, greet them, do some things, and they, they will just laugh. I was like, yeah. Thank God, it shows we are alive. So, <laughs> you ask me that. Why do you, where do you get all this energy from? Where do you, I said, my sister, sometimes I don't feel like doing it, but I have to do it. You know, most times, you know, with that attitude, most of them confiding me, tell me a whole lot of things. I'll be like, ah, people, I, I think I'm going through a lot. People are really going through a lot too. I, I was even thinking I'm the one going through a lot. So, there are a whole lot of people, younger adults that, I believe if they were taught better, they would have known better and acted better. You need to see a whole lot of them in school, what boys are doing to them and all that. And they, were, and they are still in it. I'd be like, what is exactly wrong? You know, this rejection, probably family have rejected them before. They've never felt loved. And one boy like that come and tell them how they love them, how they, they are the air they breathe and all that. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead A14. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.